Praise the Lord. Uh, it's the day before we celebrate the birth of Christ, and so as we uh, have gathered together, this is Christmas Sunday, um, and so we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and what better way to do that than to, uh, to look to what the Word of God shares with us about this beautiful story. So I brought a few, a couple helpers up here. Um, this is Joseph. Joseph, say hello. And this is Ruthie, and they're going to help us uh, read the Christmas story together. Is that okay? Um, we're going to keep our, uh, my remarks very brief this morning because uh, we do want to make sure that we have time to pray together. This is, uh, again, uh, the day before Christmas, our tradition at Mission Ebenezer Family Church uh, is we typically spend time uh, in prayer directly with families, and we don't always have, our church is a large church. Uh, we have thousands of families or thousands of individuals uh, connected to families that are part of this wonderful church. And so we like to uh, make sure that every Christmas we have a time where your pastoral staff is available to pray specifically, uh, not generally, not over things like health in general, but specifically over those in your family who are battling illness. Um, and so we're going to prioritize a time within our service this morning to pray together as a family. Is that okay? Um, and so as a result, we're going to keep our uh, Christmas remarks uh, very brief um, and so that we can have time to pray together and to receive communion as well as to anoint with oil. Um, so we're going to read the Christmas story out of Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open it to Luke chapter 2. Uh, we should also uh, have it in the uh, New International Version available on the, uh, the side walls as well for you to follow along with us. I'll read the first few verses and then uh, I believe Joseph will read a few verses, and Ruthie will read a few verses, and we will read 1 through 20 of, um, of Luke chapter 2. Sound good? Okay. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Somebody say, wow. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring good news of joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great 
company. Suddenly, a great company of the healthy host appeared with an angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on, the, on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. All right, thank you. You may be seated. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. The word of the Lord. So in the story that we just read out of the gospel of Luke, we see that in the story of the birth of Christ, there were more than just three, but I'm going to focus on three kind of responses to the birth of Christ. The first response that I want to point our attention to is the fact that when Jesus was born, some rejected him. We know that because it says when they went to Bethlehem, they were looking for a place to stay. Nothing special, nothing fancy, just, just a place to stay. You know, just a Motel 6, just a, a place where they could rest, where they could check in and get their, their card, swipe themselves in, go lay down, sleep for the night. And yet every, no, every door that they knocked on to find a place where the Savior of the world and his mother and father could rest, they were turned away and rejected. So the first observation from the reading of this passage is some in the Christmas story rejected Jesus. The second group that I want to focus on are the shepherds. The shepherds were looking for Jesus. They were in search of a Savior. Some here today are in search of God. Maybe you might say to yourself, I don't know what I believe. I don't know who I believe in. Uh, I'm looking. I'm searching. I'm seeking. So some rejected Jesus and some were seeking. And a third group here in Luke chapter 2, it says that, when the angel came to give this announcement, it said that suddenly a heavenly host came and they began to praise God. And then after the shepherds heard the news, they also began to rejoice and praise God. And so we had a group of individuals who rejected Jesus. We had a group of individuals who were looking for Jesus. And we had a group of individuals who were praising Jesus and rejoicing that God became a man. Emmanuel, God with us. 
And so the brief challenge that I want to issue this morning as we prepare to go into a time of prayer and reflection is simply this. Have you rejected Christ in your life? Is there no room in your heart for him? In fact, the, uh, the manger imagery that we have that we might set up in our front yards or in our homes, I even see it there in a backdrop in the back of the sanctuary, portrays the centerpiece of these Christmas um, pieces of art is the newborn baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a feeding trough. A feeding trough. Uh, Imagine my dog bowl that I put dog food in so that my dog can go eat dog food in the morning. It's not very clean. It's not something that I ever put in my dining room, let alone inside my house. It's outside because it's dirty, and it's for a dog. And that's where Jesus was placed after he was born. Because no one would welcome in Jesus into their home or into their inn. So is there room in your heart for Christ this Christmas? Or is your heart filled with things like sin? Is your heart filled with things like pride? Is your heart filled with things like selfishness? Is your heart filled with things like busyness, preoccupation? I've got too many things on my mind. I don't have time to think about God and to allow Jesus in my life. I've got my own plans and my own thoughts for how I want my life to go. The door to my heart is closed. Jesus, you're not welcome here. My hope and prayer is if anyone is here this morning, whether online or in person, And God is convicting you to say, open up the door to your heart. Don't make me go sleep in the back in a feeding trough. I'd rather live in your life. I'd rather be in your heart. Jesus would rather not be laid on, on hay in a manger. He'd rather be living in you. Will you allow him this Christmas? The second thing is this. Maybe some of you might say, I'm more like a shepherd. I don't exactly know what to expect, but all I know is that I'm looking for something. You know, tending my sheep out here in the middle of the night, it's a great job. But when they told me that there was somebody who was going to be born in Bethlehem whose name was Jesus, who would bring hope to the world, you know what, I'm going I'm, I'm to go ahead and put the sheep back in the pen, and I'm going to go look for something better. See, some of you have been looking for things in your life, and, and you've been looking in the wrong places. You've been looking for the wrong things. And like the shepherds, maybe an invitation this Christmas is for you to seek Jesus. Seek the Lord. Amen. And finally, my encouragement this Christmas is not only do I encourage you and challenge you to open your heart to receive Christ, not only do I uh, encourage you and challenge you to seek the right things and not the wrong things, to seek Christ. But the third thing I want to encourage you with is to join the host, the heavenly host, who rejoiced at the announcement of the birth of Christ. Let's join the shepherds once they realized who it was that was born in Bethlehem, where they began to also join in rejoicing that Jesus Christ is born. All right, I know I said that's my final thought. This is a point B in my final thought. 
later on at 1 o'clock, I'm going to be watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had a brother ask me last weekend here at church. He said, hey, man, are you guys all in on the Buccaneers now? And I said, bro, the moment my brother called me and told me I'm the new offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, immediately I was no longer a Seattle Seahawks fan. (laughs) Immediately. I didn't get rid of my stuff because who knows? Pete Carroll's getting older. He's going to retire soon. They're going to need a head coach one of these days. So I kept my jerseys, I kept my hats, I kept my stuff, right? I'm not, I, I, didn't, I didn't sell it, give it away. You're not going to find it at the thrift shop. I still got it, but it's in a box right now. And what's on, what's on a hanger in my closet is a jersey that says Tampa Bay Buccaneers on it. In fact, I made a custom one that says Canales on it because if they trade Mike Evans or Baker Mayfield, my jersey is not obsolete. It'll last as long as Dave's there. Why do I share all of this? Simply to say this. When they score their first touchdown at 1 o'clock today, as we're watching the game, right, I'm going to go crazy. Andrea's going to yell at me. She's going to tell me that I'm too loud, uh, and then I'm not going to feel bad about it. Because <laughs> that's my brother, right? Um, you love your family, don't you? I love my family, too. Okay, and I'm going to shout really loud. And God willing, they can win, Okay. I know it's not all about, you know, wins and losses, and it's definitely not all about football. We're talking about Jesus here. This is Christmas, okay? Let's bring it back. Um, And one final thought on the Buccaneers. It took me three weeks to get my voice back after the 49ers game. Because I know a lot of you are 49ers fans, and I wanted to see over there, see? So I wanted the Buccaneers to beat them bad so I can have bragging rights over all my friends who are 49ers fans. We lost, but I lost my voice cheering. And I was one of tens of thousands of people, and so you're like, they can't hear you. Why are you yelling? Because I was excited, right? I want to tell you something. You know, we, we, you hear that song in Handel's uh, Messiah that, that says hallelujah, right? I'll tell you what. The angels weren't singing in nine-part harmony the night that Jesus was born. I hate to break it to you. It sounds nice on, on Handel's Messiah. It sounds beautiful, right? But they weren't seeing, it wasn't an opera on that night that Jesus was born. It sounded more like this. Yeah! Woo! Christ is born! We have a Savior! I, don't, I no longer have to deal with sin anymore in my life. I no longer have to deal with the fact that my sin is causing me uh, to go on a path toward hell and toward destruction and separation from God. And no matter all the things that we've struggled with in our life and how many times we've broken the Ten Commandments and how many prophets God sent that we never listened to, finally God sent a solution that will last and that solution's name is Jesus Christ who was born in Bethlehem. Rejoicing didn't sound all pretty with all nice harmony and, and, and a symphony and, and there, weren't, there weren't violins and there, there, wasn't, there wasn't a trumpet playing. It was angels, warring angels, angels that were suited for battle who came in host to come behind the, the shepherds to celebrate and declare that God wins, that Satan loses, that God said that it, it, he, he was not okay with us being caught up in our own shallowness, in our superficialness. He was not 
okay with us being caught up in our cycles of sin and destruction and depression and hopelessness. And he said, all of that has to end. And I'm sending my, my son, who is hope incarnate, who is peace incarnate, who is love incarnate. I am sending him to come to give them an example that I, God, the God Almighty, God of hosts, is here. And that I am fighting your battles for you when the, the morning and the evening that our Savior Christ was born was an evening of victory, of celebrating for all of us that we no longer have to live in darkness, but we now live in light, and that light is Jesus Christ. So, we, so I encourage you, don't reject Jesus when he knocks on the door of your heart. I encourage you, don't be wandering around looking for one thing after another. You know what? I was following that light, but this light looks fine. I'm going to just settle for this light. Don't settle for anything less than Jesus. If you haven't found him, keep looking. All right? And the third thing is simply this. Once you realize who he is and what he's done for you, you can't help but to rejoice. You can't help but to lose your mind rejoicing. Right? I, I love the, the testimonies that we heard not too long ago. Brother Elvis specifically, I'm sorry to point you out, but your testimony blessed me because he said, this is the life that I was living. God got a hold of my life, and I am a completely different man, right? And he was up here with, with a smile on his face, right? And he was sharing a testimony of God's goodness. Oh, man, that's something worth rejoicing about. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't reject Jesus. If you haven't found him yet, keep looking. And I encourage you to join the choir of angels who are rejoicing over the birth of Jesus. Amen?